hi there and welcome to Unshaken. I'm your host, Julie Van Warmer, and I'm so glad you're joining me. Hey, I want to take a minute before we get started and invite you to head over to our socials, Facebook and Instagram. Follow or like us at Women of the Word CTW. This is our umbrella account that covers and highlights all the ministries of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church. It includes our blog called Planted with great content, our mom-to-mom ministries aimed at encouraging mothers and motherhood, our Regarding Him conference that happens yearly each March, and of course, this podcast and all that comes with it. There is so much good content on these socials that you are not going to want to miss. So join them today. That will be in our show notes each and every week. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast directory, like Google Podcast or Apple Podcast or CastBox. It helps us out, and it also helps you out because you get a notification of each new episode that drops each and every Thursday. You can also reach out to us at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you if you ever have any ideas or suggestions or thoughts about any episodes or episode content. Or maybe you just want to tell me about an episode that was encouraging to you. I'd love to hear that too. Finally, as you know, Unshaken is a podcast for women, and our goal is to encourage, challenge, and point women to Jesus Christ. And as you know, with Jesus, we can be unshaken no matter our circumstances. Hey, let's head right into today's episode. Well, welcome to episode 114. This is our actual last installment in our book chats, focused on the book Learning Contentment by Nancy Wilson. I have with me again today my friend, my dear friend, I'll say, Erica Simpson. I think by now I should call you my co-host because (laughs) you've been on so many times with me. You've done our book chats last summer on the book, How to Be Free from Bitterness. You've done all of these book chats focused on learning contentment. And I've had you on multiple times to talk about all kinds of stuff. And you keep saying yes. What is wrong with me? (laughs) (laughs) I think I need to rethink this. No, you do a great job. And I, I just, I really appreciate all the work that you've put into these book chats. I, for those of you who don't know, we spend a lot of time ahead of time and outside of this particular recording kind of reading the chapters like working on our own lives which is not easy (laughs) talking through them and so I I'm just gonna miss you well I'm gonna miss you too and thank you it's really you know like anytime you're preparing for something like this of course you benefit so much because I agree reading this book is such a benefit and so thanks well that's why I asked you on because you were struggling with discontentment I really appreciate it Julie thank you No, that is not why I asked you on. But then again, we have learned that everyone does. So I guess that is true in the the deep down. So, okay, Erica, you know, one of the things we've talked about all, uh, every single book chat, we've brought this up, that um, the medicine Mm -hmm. for discontentment is thankfulness. So why don't we talk for a minute a little bit about things we are thankful for. I'll start. Okay. I'm going to say I'm thankful for plants which sounds really goofy, but I am really thankful for the greenery in my house. I have a lot of plants and they're actually alive, which is also something I should be thankful for. Um, I have a daughter who loves plants and actually a couple daughters who love plants and they're always watering our outdoor plants, putting things in, you know, pruning things, clipping things. I don't know what I'm gonna do when they all move out and are, you know, get married and (laughs) move on in their lives. 
well, their houses will be beautiful, but mine will all have dead plants in it. But <laughs> I think plants are beautiful and they're a great way to be- beautify your home. What about you? That's What's something awesome. you're thankful for? Um, I am thankful for simple things. You know, I, I don't know. My life gets really full and busy super fast. And there was a day last week where I just had my four little ones with me and we went to a nearby town and we did some really simple little things and it oh, felt fun. so good. So, I mean, I, I could just tell they were loving it too. So yeah. I'm just thankful for that. I needed that reminder. Everything doesn't have to be complicated. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I agree with things. you. And sometimes I think um, it's easy to get in the busyness of things. Mm-hmm. And that's actually when I'm most thankful. I, I actually had a week last week like that. Mm-hmm. I had just had a lot of like the past three months were just busy. Mm-hmm. I was always, I felt like I was always working towards something and then this big event happened. And then mm-hmm. I was working towards the next thing and a big mm-hmm. event happened. Yes. And um, which is really fun. And those were great events. But now last week I was like, whoa, I have like four days where I can get some things, other things done. I can read or work on something else I can like actually get my dishes done after dinner rather than leave them in the sink until the next morning because I'm so busy at night yes so I'm grateful for those restful things yeah restful days I think that's that's good that's a great way to say it yeah and I am thankful for this book learning contentment because Uh it has definitely been good and I said it once and I'll say it again I think this is one of those books every Christian woman should own and read like every year or every other year because I think it's something we we're always working on yes and it's good I do want to say too I'm very thankful for um my I mentioned before my son was getting married yes and he did and it was beautiful and I'm so thankful for the woman that God brought into his life Mm. and um yeah I have a little like fear as the kids get older how's this all gonna look and come together but another reason to trust the Lord and yep Anyways, I just needed to say that. Thank yeah, and that. and it was a beautiful wedding. It was neat. I, I actually don't remember crying at my son's wedding, but I definitely cried at your son's you wedding. Did? I think it was just all the moment like, oh yeah, like everyone's moving on. Everybody's this getting married. To, yeah. We're How getting a little older. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I've the, heard that. You can't really cry at your own kids' weddings, no. but maybe you see it from different perspectives. I, I think I did. Else, so yeah. I, I get that now. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I am so grateful that... Um, that it's often the in the world I should say this too let me let me back up man mm-hmm. I just like messing up my words now but one thing the world tells us is that getting older older is kind of bad mm-hmm. but I'm actually thankful for getting older mm-hmm. because it allows us to get to see the rich joys of our kids growing up and the things that are happening in their lives and they buy houses and they you know have babies and they get their first full big you know adult job mm-hmm. you know and and that is really really cool mm. and I think even in this it's very easy to become discontent and want to keep our kids in our house yeah. and not let them out into the world maybe not allow them to go get their driver's license or get their first job but the Lord has really given me a great joy in seeing my kids do that and it sounds like that mm-hmm. happened to you yes and yes. I understand your fear yeah. I totally do it's it's also like will they ever come back for lunch <laughs> you know <laughs> on Sundays can we make that a rule but you know right it's good. Change, change yeah. is hard. Change so. can be hard, but it's also good. Yes. Good. All right. So today we are in our last, um, really our last chapter. Uh, we're going to talk about chapter 11. And it's just simply called Choosing Contentment. Um, Erica, why don't you tell us a little bit about chapter 11? Okay. Well, she, Nancy, concludes this book with a charge. Pretty much saying that Christians, to the Christian, contentment is not optional. It's not a virtue that we find only among hardcore Christians, but it's actually a requirement for all of us. And so 
It's also not a terrible drag out battle all the time. You might have to fight to gain it, but at the end of that fight, instead of, you know, bloodshed, (laughs) it's this beautiful grace of God. Hmm. So when contentment is one, the gain is peace and a quiet to our hearts in the middle of the hardest things. So it's actually to our amazing benefit that God gives us this gift of contentment when we learn it. Hmm. And so she, I'm going to quote a little bit here. She says, in all you're getting, get contentment. You can't buy it, but you can own it. You can learn it. So practice contentment. Look for opportunities to be content. Don't waste any application or trouble that comes your way. Turn a profit on each one by applying contentment. Hmm. Wow, what a good quote. Mm -hmm. It sounds like I should put at the top of my to-do list every day, be content, right? (laughs) Yeah. So that I, but I probably will never be able to cross it off. That's my problem. (laughs) So I don't know if I can put it on there. My favorite line too from the book is, from the entire book is, and I know she said it multiple times and you just repeated it, that um, contentment is not optional. Mm. It is not just something we get to pick. Like we pick our couch color or, you know, we pick whether we're going to have hamburgers or lasagna for dinner. It is something that God calls us to do and it is required for a Christian. And um, it's actually not required because God is harsh. It's required because contentment, as you just said, Mm -hmm. brings peace and quiet to our hearts. And it's actually God's blessing to us for us to be content. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of hard when you're in the midst of a discontent situation because we don't see how being content with it is actually going to bring us peace, but it is definitely what God calls us to do. Mm-hmm. So what are, um, what's our chief resistance do you think to being content? Well, I think it's myself. Ha, me too. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, when I had read this book a, a little while ago, one of the favorite quotes that I remembered, I mean, I can't remember the chapter right now, but and I did find the quote in the back of the book in the appendix, but um, is by Jeremiah Burroughs. And it says, under, under, get you under, O soul. Keep under, keep low, keep under God's feet. You are under God's feet and keep under his feet. Keep under the authority of God, the majesty of God, the sovereignty of God, the power that God has over you. To keep under, that is to submit. Hmm. And I think this might sound a little brutal to some people, but pride has no problem wanting to get over God. Um, And so I think pride needs a stern talking to (laughs) regularly. Mm. And I love this quote. It's a help for that. So it's when I think I've really done something for Christ, which is my pride, or when I take matters into my own hands, which is my impatience, or I imagine that God won't be with me, which is my fear. It's that these times that I lose my grip on being content. And so this quote is really good for my willful heart, Hmm. my proud heart. So I love it. Wow. I just kind of want to stop and pause because I think that is a powerful thought. Hmm. Powerful, powerful quote. Um, This is good. And I think it's helpful how you talked about the things, you know, like I've done things for Christ, but actually that's pride. Like Mm -hmm. you've pulled out some of the sins Mm -hmm. that are like counterbalance, you know, like contentment and they cause the the weighting scale to go really low yes (laughs) because we have pride we have impatience we have fear and if we would practice contentment we would balance those things right back Mm -hmm. gone I think that's important Mm -hmm. how how can you find contentment with things in your past um I know we've talked about regrets and things and I 
I like how you really made those practical because I can see when I look back, I definitely have regrets in my life. Um, but I'm also comforted to know that God has used it all to bring me to him. Mm. My sins and my failings, and they've taught me a lot of things. So I have to remember that, that I I have learned through them. And so if I can learn through them, then they are helpful mm. um, if I don't right. learn from them. So if I don't learn from them, then they are regrets and they're just doing me, you know, more harm. So I guess teachability and being soft helps us to live in contentment. It's like a discovery of God and his ways that he's working all these things together somehow mm. if we're soft and teachable through the process. But without humility, we are hardened by our own pride and our own ways, and we probably aren't going to admit our need. So I think that, yeah, just looking at it through the eyes of God sanctifying and trying to mm. stay soft and teachable. Yeah. I'm probably going to offend a few people by saying this, but it sounds like geometry. Hmm. And here's why. I took geometry in high school and I have never, and I studied, I think I got a B in geometry. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty proud of my B in geometry, mm -hmm. but I can tell you that I have never really used it. Mm. And so I think what you're saying, so I'm sorry, some people out there love geometry. Like they would just do proofs for fun. I don't know who that is, but yes, somebody's doing that. <laughs> but it's like what you said, if we aren't applying it in our lives, mm -hmm. it's not valuable. The contentment doesn't matter because we have to be applying it in our lives. And otherwise, it's like taking knowing about contentment but never applying it. It's like taking a geometry high school class and never using it. Mm -hmm. You you really need to have it be a part of our everyday life. Mm -hmm. And it's the hard moments, the challenges of sin, you know, the failures that are really what teach us mm -hmm. and really where we practice the contentment. Mm -hmm. That's good. I know I've often encouraged women to head back to listen to past episodes. I've done it a lot in the past couple of weeks. But I, I realize we've talked a lot about contentment. Um, it's woven in and out of many of our episodes, probably because we all struggle with it. But there is one episode that if you are dealing right now with your past, if you have a past that haunts you, mm -hmm. a past that keeps coming back, it could be things you did that were wrong or things you did that caused trouble, or maybe it's someone did things to you and you don't know how to overcome it. I really want to encourage you to go back to a episode we had with a woman named Marlisa Sanchez. Mm -hmm. And in this particular episode, it's called Finding Peace peace in spite of the past and it is a really good episode and it's focused on her journey and her lifetime and let me tell you she had a lot of these sorts of things in her life and God has so redeemed her life and turned it and flipped it to bring glory and honor to him and and that is just a really great a great episode if you are in that spot because we can't talk for hours about regret Mm -hmm. um, on our episode today. We're here to talk a little bit about the book, but that is a great one if you want more resources. Um, do you think, Erica, that this topic and this concept of contentment is actually worth learning? Mm. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yes. Um, and it really doesn't matter what I think. It's really true. But yeah. it is a bedrock of thriving in Christ. Um Scripture says godliness with contentment is great gain. And mm. Paul learned the secret in Philippians 4. He learned the secret. For He says, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And here it is. 
I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Hmm. I mean, that's amazing. If we can know this and live this, we can thrive in Christ no matter what. There's another thing that keeps popping up in all these episodes is the book of Philippians. Yes. Can I just say I love the book of Philippians? It is so good. And Philippians chapter 4, mm. if you're going to put something to memory, that would be a really good true. good one. Well, there's a few of them in Philippians. Like, just memorize the whole book. <laughs> yes. Right? Okay, we're going to jump into our last section of this book, and it's entitled The Appendix. And I thought, do we really need to talk about the appendix? I mean, it's usually an appendix is like, you know, the notes on the book or where you can find it in other books, you know. But this one actually was good because it actually has a list of quotes from other authors on the topic of contentment. Some of them are in her book, like throughout the pages, and some of them are just added at the end. Um, I actually have a book sitting on my bookshelf called The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment by Jeremiah Burroughs. I have started this book four or five times, Erica. It <laughs> wow. is really a hard read. Let's not read that one next no, summer, please. That's what I think. <laughs> Just um, but I do love, actually, you know what I did? I got on audio hmm. because I thought I'm struggling through reading it. I kept having to look up words. I kept, it's it's written in, I don't know, the 1600s or yeah. some crazy year. Yeah. But um, it's it's good. It's got good stuff. So I put on audio. I listen better and I've been enjoying listening to it. I'm not through it yet, but I'm going to keep working on it. But I love his definition that's listed in the appendix. And I think it's worthwhile to read out loud on this episode. So here is my favorite thing from the appendix. Okay, so the quote that is by Jeremiah Burroughs is, Christian contentment is that sweet, inward, quiet, gracious frame of spirit which freely submits to and delights in God's wise and fatherly disposal. I actually grabbed that book on Audible um, when I had a few mem- a membership and I own it. It was actually free on Audible. But I've spent time listening to it this summer, like I mentioned, and it's really good. It's going to continue to be a book. It, it, it's definitely a harder read. I don't think we should not read those books, mm-hmm. but I do think that the book like we picked this summer on Christian contentment is a great one for bringing up those same concepts. So uh, what about you, Erica? What was one of the quotes that was extremely impactful to you? Well, I honestly didn't read through all of them until the end here, just before we were preparing. Um, But I really love having them available and knowing I can go there. So I like how she organized that. But um, this one is a good one for me right now. It is... um, It says, and therefore, Christians, whatever you have of the world in your hands, be it more or less, as you value the peace as well as the purity of your souls, keep it out of your hearts. Mm. That was by Matthew Henry. I think it just speaks to me on how to maintain a fervor for Christ and try to keep myself from loving the world. Hmm. And I just need to hear and use this quote right now. So, so that quote's going to go on your letter board Maybe in your so. kitchen or something? Yeah, if I have enough letters. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's a very good point because those letter boards really are only for like seven phrases, yes, right? Yeah, you need a duplicate. <laughs> oh, let's just end, Erica, this episode with a couple of take-homes. You know, you know those little boxes you get when you go to the restaurant and you put your leftovers in? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying these are the leftovers, but <laughs> these are the things we're going to take home and savor, mm-hmm. right, afterwards. So... Mm-hmm. Um, For me, I think the understanding that contentment is not optional is huge. It's so easy for me to become discontent with just honestly the stupid stuff in my life. And the medicine for discontentment is gratefulness. I just think that sums up so much for me. How about you? Hmm. I think for me, it is that God is not doing this to me, but for me. 
and that little twist in thinking reminds me that God is my father. He is divinely bringing circumstances into my life, and they're either going to grow me or prune me. Hmm. Um, and so no matter what happens, he's not going to leave me or forsake me. This gives me so much um, strength and muscle memory to hmm. use when trials come. So I really hope I can remember and obey that. Hmm, yeah. Erica, would you pray for us today? Uh, sure. Oh, Father, we thank you so much for who you are and that you're with us and that we are your people. You have called us out of the world to be set apart. I pray that through this book chat, more women would come to know you and would recognize this is a real and living relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we are in this world, but we are not of it. And so I pray that you'll help us to shine brightly for your son as we have broken jars of clay. And I just pray that you help us fight for contentment and learn it and use it for your glory. And thank you for Julie and all the work that she has done on this podcast. And I pray you'll bless her and continue to bless this work. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you all for listening and for joining us for these special book chats that we do each summer. I'm not sure what our next book is. Um, but I would love for you, our listeners, to give me your ideas. So send me a note at unshakenpsalms622 at gmail.com. That's always in our show notes. I would love to get some suggestions for a book that you might want to read along with us next summer and hear Erica and I discuss on the episode uh, each week in the summer. It's really a great way to um, be a part of a book club. I kind of think it's fun. Next week, we're going to finish up our series focusing on contentment by listening to a talk given at our Regarding Him conference on the topic of how to live with a chronic illness, another opportunity to practice contentment in something hard. Um, This is both a recorded talk and I'm including a short interview right after with the original speaker. And we're going to talk a little bit more about her life and how God has worked. And I think it's going to be a great encouragement to anyone, whether you are personally experiencing an illness whether it's a chronic illness or an acute illness, or if you have a loved one who is struggling through something. It's going to be great for us all. I think it will be a great way for us to think about how and why God gives, or maybe I should say blesses some with a chronic chronic illness. Um, Hey, join us next week for that. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress, because of God. Until next time. (music) 